1: Saturn is furthest away and Saturn is slowest moving. Mm -hmm. So the influence of Saturn is felt for longer than any of the, even Rahu and Ketu felt Mm -hmm. for longer than any of the other planets. And that means whether it is for good or for not so good, Saturn is going to relentlessly provide you the results of certain karmas of yours.
2: Welcome to Living with Reality, a podcast featuring archived teachings and modern conversations with Dr. Robert Svoboda, brought to you by the Be Here Now Network. Living with Reality explores Ayurveda and other wisdom traditions of India, which Dr. Svoboda has been studying for nearly 50 years. For more information, please visit BeHereNowNetwork.com slash Dr. Svoboda. That's D-R-S-V-O-B-O-D-A. Hello and welcome to Living with Reality. This is Paula Crossfield your host, and also Dr. Svoboda's business collaborator who helped him bring you things like this podcast, his online courses, and more. This week, we actually have a conversation that I had with Dr. Svoboda on my podcast, the Cosmic Business Podcast. So this is a re-airing. It's all about Saturn. We go deep into this energy and how to work with it productively. And we both thought this would be helpful for you all to hear as well. If you'd like to study more with Dr. Svoboda, you can go to drsvoboda.teachable.com, D R S V O B O D A. That's where you can find courses like a course on Saturn that goes even deeper into this material. Of course, Dr. Svoboda also is the author of The Greatness of Saturn, which is a book that talks about Saturn, Saturn remedies, and also is a translation of an ancient myth on the planet Saturn and that energy. So we highly recommend checking those things out if you're interested in learning more about Saturn. Okay, without further ado, here is our conversation. Hello, Dr. Robert. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Hello.
2: I wanted to talk to you today about Saturn because I feel like, you know, we've talked about Saturn being the planet. There are all these planets, right? <laughs> and Saturn kind of controls the karma of all the other planets. So maybe you can just start by talking about why Saturn is such an important planet.
1: Um, the other planets are much more showy. There's the Sun, who's always... And there's Venus, who's beautiful. And there's uh, Jupiter and Mars, and even occasionally you can see Mercury. You never see Rahu and Ketu, but they're very influential. But Saturn is furthest away... And Saturn is slowest moving. Mm -hmm. So the influence of Saturn is felt for longer than any of the, even Rahu and Ketu, felt for longer than any of the other planets. And that means whether it is for good or for not so good, Saturn is going to relentlessly provide you the results of certain karmas of yours. And it's that quality of relentlessness that really makes, I mean, there probably are other ways to look at this, but I like to look at it as that relentless inexorable quality that really makes Saturn the planet that you need to pay the most attention to. Because no matter what you do, it's going to be about two and a half years, a period of about two and a half years during which Saturn is going to be doing that. So that requires you to be continuously paying attention to him for this extended period of time.
2: So can we talk about like the qualities of Saturn? Let's get really clear. What is this effect that he's having?
1: Saturn is the most remote of all the visible planets. Yes, Uranus, Neptune, and the various dwarf planets, including Pluto. They are further out, but we can't see them with the naked eye. We can see Saturn. And back in the days before telescopes and fancy things, we relied on naked eye observation. So the very fact that it's furthest away and slowest moving, and and in fact, its name and its two most common names in Sanskrit mean slow, shani and Mm Munda. They both mean very slow moving. The thing that is probably most characteristic about Saturn is this is that many of its qualities derive from this remoteness it encourages separation from loved ones separation from the world in general separation from from the things that you that 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 you as an individual feel would be rewarding or satisfying to you so because of this quality of being remote and isolated And for things to be moving very slowly, that means that it makes you feel that you are very much not in sync with the parts of your life that would be most satisfying to you. And very commonly, these are things that that happen much more uh, fairly quickly. I mean, there's certain something satisfying about eating a good meal, but that's something that has to happen very quickly. And Saturn will not necessarily encourage this because it is remote and slow moving. It may not encourage things to happen promptly in your life. And we humans do human life doesn't last very long. So when we see something that we would like, there is an innate tendency in us because we don't last very long to want to have that gratification very quickly. But Saturn does not promote gratification. Mm-hmm. Quickly. It is said in Jothish that Saturn delays, but it does not deny. So it is this lack of quick gratification that often causes dissatisfaction. And dissatisfaction is really probably the quality that is most associated with Saturn dissatisfaction and separation. And so any kind of separation. And this means Saturn it rules death, permanent separation. Saturn rules old age or separated from your loved ones who are also dying and eventually you're going to die. Saturn rules sickness because when you're sick, you have to be not part of the activities that you normally think of in the world. Saturn may cause you to, because Saturn is the kind of planet that, that causes you to experience the results of your accotments, whether you want to or not. And it also encourages you, to, if you do something wrong, like if you do something illegal, Saturn encourages you to get caught. Mm-hmm. So you will then be put into jail and be isolated. Saturn encourages you to go insane, and then you get put in the sanatorium and you're isolated. So there's there's all kinds of ways to be isolated from society, and Saturn is very much in control of all of those.
2: So, I mean, not to scare everyone, there's also on the flip side, this idea of developing discipline, refinement, and processes that get you clarity, that move you in a direction that's more streamlined, that's like he's a constrictor. So he's causing things to be stripped away that are not giving you a good focus on what it is you're here to do, your dharma, right? So there are aspects of Saturn too that are positive, right?
1: Absolutely. But in order to access those positive qualities, you will find if you're being influenced by Saturn and I've been influenced by Saturn my entire life to a greater or lesser degree, you will find that unless you develop impulse control, Mm. you're never going to be satisfied in life. And this is true of anyone, but especially when Saturn is is beaming down upon you. The understanding that simply acting on your impulses is likely to get you not only not in the direction you want to go, but often in the opposite direction is something that the sooner you realize, the better it's going to be for you. Once you do that, once you understand the value of discipline, once you understand the value of hard work without immediate gratification all the time, then Saturn will become positive for you but nowadays of course this becomes more and more difficult because we have our handheld screen devices which are dopamine delivery systems mm-hmm. and everybody wants to get immediate dopamine hits all the time and they want to always be being satisfied that is not Saturn
2: Saturn is not satisfying
1: <laughs> Saturn is not satisfying at least in the beginning there is a certain great sa- uh, extreme satisfaction in being able to get to the end of a very difficult process succeed at it and then realize that now i have been through the i've been through the whole process uh, back when i was young one of my my aunts still had a ringer washing machine so you'd the clothes through the wash and then you'd put it through the ringer if, you put your, if your finger got caught in the ringer, this was not happy. But Saturn puts you through the ringer. Mm-hmm. Saturn squeezes all of the juice out of you. The, the, uh, of the six tastes in Ayurveda, Saturn is very much astringent. And the job of astringent is to contract. Mm. If you don't do anything about that, Saturn is going to contract your world. Saturn will contract your heart. Saturn will contract your reality. And you could easily go from being astringent to being bitter or to being pungent or spicy, which means angry. (laughs) But if you work, if you learn how to work with that quality of astringency and you apply an appropriate amount of oil, both literally to your body and figuratively in the form of sneha, which means both oil and sincere, genuine affection, then you are going to find that Saturn can be extremely rewarding, but not in the immediate gratification sense, in the delayed and sometimes extremely delayed sense.
2: Yeah, this is helpful. I mean, I work with, um, you know, individual business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, often spiritual entrepreneurs. And what I like to do is start with looking at their numbers and getting really clear what it is that they're spending, what needs to come in, what goals they have for their life, for their business. So starting to save towards those goals and developing an envelope system to really know what every dollar is doing. And a lot of them are like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's get on to like the building of the business. And I'm like, let's slow down. You know, this is really the work of honoring Saturn before we even start this process. You know, we're basically acknowledging that this process will have obstacles, this process will be difficult. And so we're going to take on a refined process of really understanding in detail so that we're honoring Saturn, so that things can move more smoothly when we get to the second part. So just like practically speaking, kind of building that into the process. One of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is because Saturn's so associated with obstacles. So can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Well, yes, I th- I think one thing that it is good for people to remember is that Saturn is not going to automatically, naturally satisfy you emotionally. But Saturn can very definitely provide material benefit. Saturn can definitely encourage gains, but only if you work with him from the Saturnian point of view. And part of the Saturnian point of view is understanding that at least when Saturn is getting started and the momentum is developing. The momentum is going to develop slowly and saving is very important. You can't simply toss money at something and expect that you're going to get a result when you're working with Saturn. You have to understand that Saturn is not Niagara Falls. Saturn is a spring that is providing you a trickle. Now, this trickle is going to give you a gallon of water in two hours. But that means you're going to end up with still 12 gallons a day. You're going to have enough water to drink. You're going to have enough water to cook with. You're going to have enough water to wash your pots. But not if you simply accumulate it and then pour it all over yourself and think that I'm, I'm going to do with it whatever I want to. You have to understand that why as Saturn is willing to slowly release that juice, whatever kind of juice it may be in, in your life, that you have to work with it. And not suck out more than is being given to you at any one moment. So in a sense, often people create their own obstacles for themselves. Say more. Here is Saturn saying, I want you to behave like this right now. And they're saying, no, I'm going to run. I'm going to jump. I'm going to fly. I'm going to be bold. I'm going and Saturn said, you can try that if you want to, but it ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. So My mentor, Vimalananda, used to say, when you're walking on the road, please remember, the road is not going to get tired. You're going to get tired. The road is never going to get tired. Saturn is not going to get tired of insisting that you confront what you need to confront in your life. And one of the things you need to confront is this immediate gratification that is so much a part of the modern world. You can gratify yourself immediately, or you can build something that is going to be long-lasting and that is going to be potentially very satisfying for you and other people, but you can't do both.
2: It's interesting because this word satisfaction keeps coming up and you know in, in Sanskrit, santosha is the word. So this idea that we don't get satisfaction from things that are outside of ourselves. Actually, it's it's some it's a process. It's like in the Yoga Sutras, right? It's like something we're supposed to develop within ourselves. Maybe you can say a little bit about that. Like, what is it that Saturn's actually trying to show us or teach us?
1: If we look at satisfaction as a concept, it's something that has to be applied to everyone individually. Different people will be satisfied with different things. I may be satisfied with a bowl of miso soup for for lunch. Somebody else may not be satisfied unless they have a 10-course meal. So it's not the amount of anything that is going to make you satisfied. What is going to make you satisfied is, number one, an understanding not of what you want, but of what you need, mm. which is why I still very much like to listen to the words of Guru Mick Jagger. <laughs> And the Rolling Stones, because it is, you can't always get what you want, but you can always get what you need if you work with Saturn in the right way. But if you don't do that, you're never going to be satisfied because no matter how much, and this is particularly true with food, with sex, with sleep, these are the three pillars of life in Ayurveda, and it's understood in Ayurveda. You will never get enough of these if you are pursuing them. Mm. You have to find out what is right for you as an individual in whatever stage your life you are in and address that. And always understand what your organism requires, not what you think, not what you desire, not what you, other people tell you, but what is really required for you. Once you understand that, then you will be closer to getting real satisfaction and not just temporary gratification. These two things are very different. Gratification is just something that, ah, my appetites have been slaked briefly and new appetites will come up. And satisfaction should really be the sort of feeling that you get when you can, at least for some period of time, feel like you don't require anything else. Mm that you have got to a point where you can feel that you don't have any desires, even for a few minutes, even for a brief period of time. But it's nice to feel like I'm not being dragged through life by my desires. Instead, I'm moving through life purposefully in the direction that I want to go. And yes, there will be obstacles to that, but I'm not either attacking those obstacles head on or I'm not cowering away from them, or I'm simply acknowledging that they're there, figuring how to get around the obstacle and then getting around it, whatever that means, and however long that takes.
2: It's interesting because I remember the first time I had this feeling where I was like, I don't really need anything. (laughs) I don't need anything. Like I would go into stores and I would be like, I don't really need anything. That was a new feeling, you know, after spending a lot of time in India, basically, and not having access to a lot of things, I realized how much I didn't actually need. So I feel like Saturn puts you in a place to strip away some of those desires and help you to see what really matters. Would you say that's true?
1: I would say that is definitely true. And sometimes that's because Saturn will prevent the desire from being fulfilled. Sometimes it's because Saturn will require you to work very hard for a long period of time to get the desire fulfilled. Whatever it is, it, Saturn will require you to, to, well, require is a strong word. Uh, Saturn will only require it if Saturn is strong enough. Saturn will insist that you be willing to consider looking at desire in yourself. Often people never get to that point simply because they are not introspective in the least. They are not examining their lives. They're simply going from one calamity to the next and blaming somebody else instead of their unwillingness to to see what they're doing and how they are reacting to life instead of choosing to act purposefully, given whatever kind of environment they happen to find themselves in.
2: I'm curious how this relates to setting goals. Um, I often talk about sincere desires, like our sincere desires, meaning the things that have nothing to do with the way we want to look in the world or the way we want to be perceived. They're like the desires that are just, you just feel it. Like even from childhood, these, you know, like... Alma Deutscher, you know, who plays the piano so beautifully, like since she was born, she just was born to play the piano. You know, the, the young woman that we've shared videos, um, who's in Vienna and she's like a little Mozart, (laughs) you know, like she has that sincere desire to make music. Can you talk a little bit about like how this relates? Like when we have a goal or when we have a desire, I feel like when we strip away all of the things that don't matter. And that desire still there, that Saturn actually will help us fulfill that desire because it's close to our Dharma.
1: Provided that that desire is close to our Dharma and provided that that is a legitimate desire. You may have a desire to become empress of the world, but that doesn't mean that's going to happen.
2: But that's not necessarily a sincere desire.
1: Sadly, some people have a deep-seated desire that may not be appropriate for them, but maybe a genuine desire. It is always a happy thing when, as you're growing up, you have parents or a mentor or relatives or somebody who will assist you to be able to, to who will examine you and, and see what sorts of things you have an affinity for and encourage you to explore those things and find out if that is really a deep-seated affinity. And sometimes it's very obvious. I had a dear friend who played the viola professionally in the in the Seattle Symphony until his untimely demise and I asked him once, you know, what caused you to become a musician? He said, "Well, it was just obvious." So when things are just obvious, then that is very much the sort of thing that you need to pursue. I've known many people who should have been musicians but they listen to their parents or their friends or whatever they say
2: or society
1: or society. And they say, Oh my God, you're going to starve as a musician, become a doctor or a dentist or a lawyer or whatever. And those individuals who then spend their free time being musicians, they end up having adequately satisfactory lives. And those who don't, are always split because something that was their dharma that they should have followed they're not following because they listen to something else mm-hmm. so saturn absolutely wants you to follow whatever it is you have been born into this world to do and so the the better you can find that out and the sooner you can find that out the better it's going to it's going to be for you because Your dharma is it's that's the thing that your prana, your life force resonates with most. If you're not doing something that fits with your dharma, there's always going to be dissonance and you're always going to have a deep sense of unsatisfaction. Then you're not going to have santosha and that's going to be hard on you, hard on the people around you and ultimately hard on the world because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. One of the things that makes Saturn happy is for you to understand what you should be doing. This is separate from the degree that you're going to be
2: recognized Mm -hmm.
1: or successful in the world. If you follow and if you do what you're supposed to do, you are successful. And you will get everything that you need. And you will get everything that you need. You may not get everything that you want. But you will be doing the right thing and you will be positioning yourself for making a good exit from the world, which will be good for you and for everybody you leave behind and the world in
2: general. So how do we cultivate, you know, you talk about please remain calm and it sounds like one of the main lessons of Saturn is patience. So how do we cultivate that sense of paying attention to what we're supposed to be doing and becoming more patient, leaning into those things that cause discomfort, but that we know are the right things? Like, what is the the process?
1: I'm sure that there are people who have different and better processes. In my case, it's simply always been a matter of endurance. I remember one of the best lessons I ever received was back when I was 19. I had left the US to go traveling. And I had ended up, in Mauritania, I took the iron ore train, which apparently still exists, though it travels during the day now instead of at night. And I was hitchhiking down th- uh, towards uh, Dakar, the capital of Senegal. And it was the African bush, and it was like 10 in the morning, and there was clouds of insects everywhere, and I was batting away at them. And there was another guy next to me who was also hitchhiking. And he said, "You know?" if you keep doing that, you're going to go crazy. And I thought to myself, you know, you're absolutely right. So no, I was not happy having a bunch of insects in my hair and in my nose and in my ears and so on. And I had to keep my mouth closed so they wouldn't go in my mouth. But I realized that this is not going to be permanent. This is something I have to endure. And I can either endure it by going crazy and going ballistic, or I can do it by being quiet and calm. And that's what Saturn wants. He wants you to be quiet and calm and to endure what needs to be endured. And sometimes that can be very difficult. And you will find that as you succeed in enduring something that is fairly minor, the ante will just keep increasing. Right. And the challenges are going to be greater. And the reason why the challenges are greater is because the universe and Saturn have seen that you can deal with a certain level of challenge. And now they're going to ramp up the challenge because they want you to be able to deal with all of the challenges in your life. And the better you are, the bigger the challenges you can deal with, the better it's going to be for you and others and light and then the world in general.
2: And like, Essentially what's happening is karmas are fruiting, right? So we're dealing with more intense karmas as we can hold them, but there is a limit. There is a storehouse of karmas that we have. It's not, I mean, we keep making new karmas, but hopefully we're making better karmas for ourselves. So what we're, what we're doing is a karmic purge. Essentially, wouldn't you say like, we're clearing some of those more intense karmas from our storehouse.
1: It is really good to remember that everything that happens to you in life is all because of you. It is all because of your karmas and the renanubandana, the, the karmic relations, the karmic bondages of karmic debt that you've created with other individuals. And so that in no way negates if somebody attacks you or somebody cheats you or whatever. That does not in, in any way negate their karma for doing that. But the very fact that it's come in your direction means in some way, some karma from somewhere you're experiencing the results of.
2: And that doesn't mean feel shame or bad or add any layers to it. It just means means know that.
1: Add nothing to that. Understand that. Accept that that is the case. And that also doesn't mean lie down and say, oh, let all the karmas fall and I will just... No, that doesn't mean that either. You have to do what you're obligated to do. You have to protect yourself, you have to protect your family. You have to make sure that you get, get enough to eat so you can do your job. You have to do all those kinds of things. But you are going to find that obstacles are going to come. Those obstacles, remember, are from your own karma. Mm. Just at the moment when you were thinking, when you're trying to blame somebody else, which is really easy to do, I often still do it, I often say, right?" And then I think, wait a minute, that person is just acting as the vehicle for my karmas. That doesn't mean I have to cooperate with everything that person does. But that does mean I have to recognize that that individual is simply acting as the agent of the law of karma. Me focusing any kind of energy on that individual other than compassion is a waste of time and is a karma in itself. Mm. So everything that happens to me, good or bad, is a result of my karmas. And it has been accepted in India since time immemorial, literally since thousands of years, that you are better off experiencing the results of as many of your karmas as possible, so that in the future, you will have less problems that you have to deal with. So This is why, as you're able to endure more, more is thrown on top of you to endure because you are purifying your own karmic reality so that your own awareness will become clearer and better able to be of benefit to the world. And so that is very much what Saturn is doing also. Saturn is assisting you to evolve. Vimalananda used to say that you look at gold and you're, you're, you admire it for how, how shiny it is and how bright and how, and how attractive it is. And do you realize that the gold was, came from a small piece of gold, I think like an ounce of gold requires two tons of ore or something like that. So it was in, it was in a bunch of rock. It was subjected to, to intense heat, And cyanide and mercury and and it's gone through all kinds of very miserable processes in order to get where it is shiny, attractive and more or less immutable here in the world. Gold without applying aqua regia to it, you're not going to dissolve gold or have anything negative happen to it. But that only has happened because it has gone through all the negativity first, all the challenges, all the misery first.
2: I want to like zoom in on how we navigate. I use tools like mantra, recitation, meditation, yoga, you know, to help me stay calm when I get to these obstacles. But is there a process like when I also meet an obstacle and I'm feeling like I'm stuck in something, I often tell my clients like, make a list of things you're avoiding. I call it the Saturn list and go do those things because that'll start to make some room. And another thing I like to do is go clean out my closets, get rid of things, give them to Goodwill, give them to people, just to start clearing space. And that seems counterintuitive because the obstacle may be in my business; it may be something that's not I'm not actually actively trying to address. So maybe you can talk about that. Like, how do we keep our mind calm, and then like what do we do when we in, interact with an obstacle?
1: Well, I do both of those things, also, and one of those things is. It's just natural that if you're not achieving success at one thing, it's always number one reassuring to be able to achieve success at something else, even if it's small. And number two, when you things in the world uh, happen, there's uh, one of the one of the quali- or the main quality of Thomas uh, is that it is characterized by inertia. And inertia can either mean static inertia, what's sitting in one place. Remains sitting in one place and doesn't suddenly jump up and do a little dance. But also there's dynamic inertia, something that's moving forward, continues to move forward. So once you get a little bit of forward movement in one area, that forward movement may assist you to get forward movement in the next area. Mm. The other thing is that Saturn, one one of the things that Saturn rules is service. And this can be servitude, like being a, a, an actual servant or a slave or being in jail and being forced to work or whatever. But it can also, uh, and more, much more desirably, relate to volunteer service. Doing something that is not going to, as far as you can tell, directly benefit you immediately, but is going to benefit someone else. Sometimes it may benefit you, like cleaning out your closet, which is always going to be good because then you have space in which the prana can flow. And the better the prana flows in your house and in your body, the better the prana is going to flow in your life, including in your business. But it also can involve going out and volunteering in society, particularly when you're volunteering to do something for people who are isolated from society people who are homeless, people who are in sanatoria, in monasteries, and wherever. And it involves you going out and being willing to assist these people that are embodying some of the qualities of Saturn. And when you do that, automatically you're aligning yourself positively with the energy of Saturn and encouraging Saturn to assist you in your own life.
2: It's okay to have goals.
1: It is desirable to have goals. Because otherwise, how are you going to know where you're going? If you, have, if you have no, your map may not be perfect, but if you don't know where you're headed, you're going to reach somewhere. But you may not reach a place that is either where you wanted to get or a place that is useful for you to be. So your goals will need to change all the time because life is changing all the time. But if you only if you have a goal, are you going to be able to change it? And this applies in any area of life. However, you want to, you know, structure the way you think about it. The fact is you have to have a direction in which you're moving and you move in that direction and then you have to keep evaluating. Am I still moving in the right direction? Do I need to adjust my direction so that I am? And it is good to have an external goal, but your internal goal should be that the your direction should be the 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 direction in which your prana, which means your dharma, is pointed. And obviously, this is not always easy to identify. But when you're paying attention to external goals and your and you are hopefully achieving them, uh, because and I say hopefully achieving them because either what will happen is if it was the correct goal, you will have satisfaction. And if it was the wrong goal, you will achieve it and be temporarily satisfied and then realize that in fact, you're not really satisfied. And then hopefully you will recognize that you have to refine not just the goal, but the qualities about the goal that made it attractive to you. So, so that the next goal that you set is going to be better aligned with your dharma, which means with your prana. And the better you are aligned with your prana and your dharma, the easier it is going to be to feel like you are well aligned. And that's the real satisfaction. The real satisfaction is being well aligned with your own personal dharma, with your personal prana, with the prana of the world, and uh, with nature in general.
2: It's interesting because it's sort of like holding the goal lightly and allowing it to be an uh, evolutionary thing, like it's going to change. But what I'm feeling in this moment, according to my intuition, according to what I think my Dharma is, is this is the goal, but then also being willing to let it shift and change and not be obsessed with the goal and not try to force the goal to happen. And also you've said this to me, and I think this is really powerful is like, this or whatever is in the best interest of me and the world around me. It's like a way to open it up. And then what happens for me when I think that when I'm setting a goal is then I'm like, well, if it didn't work out, that was for the best because I asked for that. Right. And then that allows me to relax and not feel like I failed. You know, for me, failure is just learning. I don't even think of it anymore like that.
1: Being able to understand that. If you have sincerely attempted to do something and it does not work out and you had the capability to do it and it does not work out, then it is either the wrong time for it to work out or in fact, it was not something that should have worked out. That is something that is very handy to recognize because often what Saturn does, Saturn is a planet that is very much associated with Thomas, with inertia, with darkness, with heaviness. And there is a tendency when you're afflicted by Saturn to want to hold on to what you perceive that you have achieved, even in fact, if um, holding on to it is the wrong thing to do, or if by attempting to hold on to it, you're going to sabotage yourself. Richard Nixon became president due to Saturn Mm. and he would have remained president if he had not tried to hold on to his concept of what he needed to do to remain president, he could have simply said, Oh my God, the Watergate burglars, they were doing this. I didn't know anything about it. And we they need to be prosecuted immediately. The Republican party will have nothing to do with this. Instead, he mm-hmm. tried to cover it up. He tried to, he constricted around it. And that's what got him, caused him to have to resign. So Saturn will give you the opportunity to be temporarily dissatisfied, dissatisfied in a small way in order to be more satisfied later. But Saturn will also, particularly if he is afflicted in some way in your chart, make you want to constrict around your goal. And then often you will end up losing the ultimate or the bigger satisfaction that you could have had just because you're trying to hold on to the small satisfaction of what you think is your self-interest.
2: I also find that people, like when I'm looking at a chart and I'm seeing somebody has Saturn afflicting the third house somehow, because I work with people around their visibility and, you know, social media and things like that. I find that they will avoid that thing and what Saturn's trying to do is to get you to move through it and see the other side of it because I know because I've done this work myself having a lot of afflictions <laughs> of my third lord for example like you have to show up and sweat and feel the the awkwardness and the discomfort of that and move through it so that on the other side you have the wisdom of having gone through that rather than avoiding it but then like the human condition today I feel like we just we feel like oh I'm going to avoid that not just with this, but anywhere Saturn is in the chart, like if Saturn's in the 10th, we, you know, don't want to show up in the world and be seen, you know, if Saturn's in the first, then we take on a lot of responsibilities of other people. And, you know, we get stuck around like being free and being like easeful and playing in the world and enjoying ourselves. So I don't know if you want to say anything about that, like about how we get stuck. We try to go towards something, and then we notice that it's not working, and we pull away and just say, that's not for us. Well,
1: I mean, this is a natural human tendency that's been going on for a long time. But to some degree, I think this has to do with the degree to which humans have been able to pretend to be insulated from the natural world. There is a concept and it's not always, and, and usually, in fact, it's not articulated as such. But it's the concept of I am going to work very hard to make myself totally safe. There is no safety in the world. There is, an you can be relatively safe. Certainly, you're going to be better off if the wolf is away, is at the door for the door to be closed. But you're never going to escape the wolf entirely. You can, uh, unless you spend twenty four hours focusing on the wolf. And then you're focusing on the wolf. But meanwhile, the bear has come in through the other door and has ransacked the house. So there is no ultimate safety. But people are always trying to be more and more safe. And they're thinking that they can go in the direction and that they can organize their life so they can always be safe. But you can't always be safe. It just will not. It will never happen. And I think a lot of that requires you to understand that you are going to have to step out of your zone of comfort where you're feeling very, very okay. And you're going to have to actually extend yourself into the world. And sometimes this will be painful and sometimes it will be unsatisfactory and sometimes it will cause yet further complications. But if you keep moving forward relentlessly and inexorably like Saturn, then ultimately you are going to work through at least... Some of the things that that can be worked through in your life. Some things you are going to find in your life you can't work through. You can't make everything right about. Mm. Some things can't be solved. And you're going to have to be okay with that also. That is also part of a the reality. There are some things that are going to be dissatisfactory in your life. There are many things that are dissatisfactory. Some very big in my own life. But I, I I can either remain unsatisfied or upset or resentful or revengeful or whatever, or I can say I am letting go of all this because it is not serving me to attempt to focus on it when I have focused on it, attempted to work with it in the best way I can. If that is not working, then I'm going to focus on what I can do that is going to be beneficial for me. and the people around me and the world in general. And I'm going to do that instead.
2: Does that reduce the dissatisfaction?
1: It does for me, because then I can say, well, it was too bad. You know, it would have been great if I'd been able to do that. On the other hand, I will do something else. For me, I've always been, I've always been willing to try new things. I mean, I think that that is a, uh, uh, has been extremely beneficial for me. And I, personally believe that that is beneficial for anybody that if you aren't getting good results going to the north well try the east and if that doesn't work how about the south or the west or southwest or northeast or some other direction because there are all kinds of directions unless you have you know a giant birthmark on your body when you're born that says go north if that happens you should absolutely go north because it has been stamped on you If you don't have that, then you don't know what direction you need to go in until you start aligning yourself with reality. And then reality can assist you to figure out where you need to go.
2: I guess a question that I wanted to ask earlier and just kind of feel like that would kind of close things a little bit is like, how do we tune more into our intuition so that we can know where to go? I mean, I have my thoughts about that, but I would love for you to share yours.
1: Before people used their heads to think, which has only been the past few thousand years. They were using their hearts to think. But before they were using their hearts to think, they were using their hudda points. They were using that point just a little bit below the navel to think. That's the, the navel is where you started getting your prawn from originally. Yes, the, after, after you were born, you started getting it mostly from the air and then your lungs and your heart became really important. But before that, it was very much from this place that your umbilical cord was attached to because you were getting it from your mother. So that is the basis of your life force, your prana. And your awareness of, of the world, the reason why your sense organs work, is your prana, your life force. So going back to the source of the life force, and trying to get a gut feeling, your gut nervous system is very much, there's only a couple of connections to the rest of your nervous system. Otherwise, it's, own little, it's, it's its own little reality. And it can think, in fact, the vast majority of many neurotransmitters that appear in the rest of the body are being generated in the gut. Mm. One of the benefits of working with the gut is that it's not just you. It's a giant portion of your microbiome that is cooperating, that is co-creating that reality. So when you start doing your best to think from that point and not to think with in thoughts, because thoughts are only a, a, a head kind of thing and not to think with emotions, which are a heart kind of thing, but to think visually to be able to to try to allow your thoughts and your emotions to be minimized for a while And just allowing yourself uh, to not try to project your desire, because often we project desires visually. We try to see what we want to do, but rather to allow a vision. And that doesn't mean that you're going to have, you know, that you're going to see a bunch of cherubs in the air flying around with banners telling you what to do. (laughs) It means you're allowing awareness to enter you through the sense that is the sense that is most prominent for all humans and that's the sense of sight you're allowing yourself to get a visual
2: idea of what reality is and and how you
1: need to align yourself with that reality so your intu- intuition is literally coming from your gut brain and so allowing your, making sure that you're breathing down into using your diaphragm and not your intercostal muscles to breathe, breathing deep into your abdomen, slowly, deeply, regularly. This is the first thing you should do to promote your intuition. The second thing to do is to be able to minimize temporarily your thoughts and your emotions, because otherwise they're always going to cloud what your intuition is trying to do for you. And the third thing to do is to align yourself with your, your concept of reality, whatever that is. It might be the Nirguna reality, the reality of uh, the, the supreme reality that has no qualities or attributes or characteristics, or it might be the Saguna reality, the embodiment of divinity in whatever way you conceive it. So it could be as a deity, or it could be as nature in general, or it could be as prana, or prana embodied as hanuman, for example, or it could be the earth, or the earth embodied as ganapati, or it could be whatever it is. But the general translation for intuition in Sanskrit is ishta bala. Ishta means your personal deity, and bala means strength. So you're requesting providence, you're requesting reality to provide you a hint as to the direction you need to move forward. Once you have done that, then you need to enlist your emotions and your thoughts in that direction, and they will assist you to make sure that you are perceiving this correctly and that you are able to get a clear picture of how you need to move forward. And so relying on your intuition does not necessarily mean always relying on God to do everything for you, because as Manthiji, my Jyotish guru, used to like to say, God is busy. God has the entire, all kinds of universes to to deal with, and God expects you to do everything you can for yourself. And just to get a little bit of a boost, a little bit of assistance, when you really need that assistance. And then you are behaving properly towards the supreme reality. But the supreme reality is always giving you hints that you're not demanding that God do something for you. You're just taking advantage of what's being provided to you at at all times. But you'll only be able to take advantage of it if your awareness is not being filled with a bunch of thoughts, emotions, and And other kind of crap that is being either you're generating yourself or you're being bombarded uh, with continually from the environment. And you're, for some reason, letting in and allowing that to disturb you in some way.
2: What I'm hearing, just to kind of sum up, is that when working with Saturn, we have to be calm and patient. We've got to cultivate our ability to kind of rest in not knowing how this is going to turn out and when. And then we also have to cultivate our intuition so that we know what we should be doing and try to move in that direction, maybe not slowly, but carefully (laughs) move in that direction and then be willing to change course if we need to.
1: If you're going to move carefully, you always need to start out moving slowly. You may accelerate afterwards, but you have to start slow. It's the same way if you're learning a song or a chant or something. You have to start with it slowly if you really want to do it properly. You start with it slowly. And once you've learned to do it slowly, then you can accelerate. But that applies to everything in
2: life. Thank you so much for talking about Saturn with us today. I think this is going to be helpful for people.
1: May Saturn be merciful to us all.